Thank you for tuning in to the newest episode of the Time Podcast. Today we will explore networking a little bit more. And to do that, I have Richard Taylor, the founder at the Travel Community Hub with us. Richard is an expert in networking, but also community building. And he will share his thoughts around networking and the future of networking post-COVID. Hello and welcome back to the Time Podcast. Today I have Richard Taylor with me from the Travel Community Hub. Welcome to the show, Richard. Hi, Tina. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for, for making the time to see me here. Uh, always a pleasure speaking to you. Um, Richard, you obviously um, have a business called the Travel Community Hub. I'm not sure if everyone is actually aware. Do you want to quickly tell us a little bit about your business as an intro? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, I can give you the, the 45 minute version if you like, or, or just the brief one. I, I'll go with the brief one and then you can ask. That, me that would be lovely. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so you need, it needs a bit of history. Um, I involved with something called the travel industry hub. Uh, and that started about three years ago. And what that was to be was a shared workspace and event space and meeting space in Sydney. Um, and, uh, we took a long time to get that ready and then we were ready about the time when COVID came along and then that, uh, that, that stuffed that up a little bit. So uh, that's where it began. And when we were promoting that, the whole idea of the place was for people to come there and meet others. You would come there to work or to have a meeting. And while you were there, you would link up with other people that you knew or you didn't know. And I might introduce you to people you didn't know. And therefore, it was a much better way of working than simply going into some random office in the city. So that's where that began. And uh, the community hub then came out of that. So at the beginning of this year, um, when we had to let go of the travel industry hub, and that's a project that's on ice that may come back one day. But what are the options. I decided to take it online. So throughout last year, mm -hmm. uh, throughout 2020, I, because uh, people may listen to this in 22, because the time moves on so fast, doesn't it? But uh, in 2020, I started interviewing people and that started as just something that was small and, and it got more and more traction. And by the end of the year, uh, there was quite a few people coming to them, sometimes many hundred live. And uh, that led me to create the community because people obviously needed that connection with others during this time. And I, I think perhaps I was one of the only people offering that. So, so people came along and uh, it's become a, a member site. So I also now do, I carry on with all the webinars and the discussions that I do, but also people are able to join and interact with each other online as well. Mm. I think you made an interesting point there, you know, pre-COVID you had the office, the co-working environment pretty much mm. that brought people together and have someone actively managing um, the making contact uh, scenario of it. Um, then obviously throughout COVID, everything is online, webinars. So what do you believe, um, first of all, where's your business or how's the general world going post-COVID in regards to networking? Well, that's a, a really, you could, I could again take a very long time to answer that. And we all have our own different opinions on what that might be. But I see a world where there's far less in-person interaction, even when the virus has disappeared, because mm -hmm. uh, certainly in the next year, two years, three years, there'll be far less events to go to. And the industry will not be the same. Um, that's an easy one to say, but it won't be the same in terms of getting together. You, I won't run into you, for example, at, at as many things as I might have done previously. 
Um, mm. And that's why, you know, just to go back to the Travel Community Hub, not that I'm giving it a plug, but I wanted to create my own thing. I, there, there's so many Facebook groups within the industry, as an example, but I don't personally love them because they're quite big and you're not really connecting with people it's more like people shouting their opinions and it can be a bit in your face and then the other option of course is linkedin um linkedin for me is not somewhere where i'm going to make too many jokes and, and and i like to make the odd joke you know so i try and put my personality through on linkedin but I, there's so many people that are reticent to do that and therefore, I don't think that's a great place to network either. So what I wanted to do is create my own where, and also within that platform, there's the ability to do workshops, maybe small group sessions in the future. Uh, there's an event calendar. So it's, the, it's something for the right sort of person who really wants to engage with other people. And then in terms of how that, you know, that needs to move through into post-COVID, yes, there'll be fewer networking events. Um, and also the people who put on the events will be much more cautious about who they're inviting. So mm. let's just take, take something from, from nowhere and say a cruise company is holding an event in the old days. And I say old days, I mean, 2019 and backwards, there might be more scattergun about who they invite, you know, uh, and there'll be some uh, agents perhaps that don't even sell their product there. Now I think that's going to be a much more, if you're invited to something, there'll be a reason for it. Um, and, in terms of networking, that means less opportunity to meet random people. You might run into the same old people at the events you do go to and, and have that lack of exposure outside of your own individual world. Um, so mm. I don't see that uh, tons of things with people in attendance, but there'll also be a big move to hybrid events. Uh, this isn't a surprise to anyone, but the way in which it is done um, will change. I foresee companies holding events live but why on earth would you hold that purely live for an audience of you know 40 people in melbourne or whatever when you can reach such a wider audience online there may be people in regional victoria who would love to see the content uh, content of what you're doing maybe even feel like they're at the event so i can imagine uh you know timo you're talking about ho your hotel in sydney but it's also live to people who want to join in perhaps with someone hosting that online and that's something i think i might end up doing a little bit of uh in the future so that's one of the mm. one of the directions i'm going in but the real life will of course continue so so time is a great example of that um we know and hope that that will continue as as live events because it's just lovely to meet with people um I, I've mentioned before out loud that I love to go to the graduations and see these people who have been through the program and uh, the, 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 just the pure um, joy that they've taken from that process and engaging with their mentors. So those things will continue, but um, the massive awards nights, that's going to take a long time. And, and yeah, those expos, you know, might be a bit of patience required there. Hmm. What I find quite interesting is your point of view towards hybrid functions. I've been a, a member of Toastmasters since a while, and obviously they did hybrid functions in the beginning of uh, lockdown scenarios around the world. And um, very mixed experience, I want to say. So I'm interested to see how hybrid actually makes the way into a more professional world. And I think one point you've mentioned, having someone who's purely the host for the online part of the meeting mm. uh, might be a solution to actually make it effective. Um, so. But yeah, um, 
Um, I'm having I'm having a question mark around. That would be interesting to see where where the industry goes. And uh, probably everyone prefers in person, obviously, because uh, networking is just a bit more easy. You obviously sense kind of a different energy and vibe around people. It's easier to connect. I personally think, um, and probably most people agree. Um, so what I hear from you also is that networking becomes much more boutique and targeted. Um, so for, for job seekers who don't have that circle, what does that mean? Well, well, let's, let's get back together in three years and find out who is right. Yeah. And we'll, we'll do another, we'll do another podcast on that, but no, who is right. Yes. <laughs> the showdown, but, but, but <laughs> definitely you can't, you cannot go and have four road shows around the country to promote your product in Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne, and Perth. That's insane. Mm. Because who's also the to go very industry specific specific for a moment, but if you're talking agencies that you you want to come, then those people who run those agencies are going to have far less time to go to frivolous networking events as well. I think that's going to be um, that's something that people aren't really thinking about. So I'm 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 backing my horse of uh, of hybrid events, and uh, we'll see where it goes. All right, here we go. Let's put the bets out there. <laughs> Please leave a comment in the chat box who is right, Timo or Richard. <laughs> uh, that's going to be exciting to see. Um, Timo I just mentioned all the people back in the day. <laughs> yes, and Richard has just spelled space. <laughs> um, Richard, back to the job seekers. Um, <clears throat> I know pre-COVID there were a lot of jobs not really advertised. Um, because, you know, they just use people from the inner circle or from the networking circle they knew already would do um, a good job. What's your point on that in the future? Do you think that's still happening? Um, now with limited circles, it's probably a bit more difficulties for companies to bring in new talent. What's your point of view in regards to that? Difficult question to answer. It, it's, it was very difficult for job seekers pre-COVID. Um, it, it, we, you know, the theme of today really is around networking. So I've done that in, t in different scenarios. I've done that when I was employed for a company. So the company may send you along to something and you, you network there. It's, it's slightly less urgent because you're, you're um, on the, you know, you're being paid to do that. But I've also gone along as a startup when I wanted, I desperately wanted to go there and talk to as many people as I could about my idea and what was going on. So those are very different things. And, you know, in the future, if you have something new and you don't have a reason to be at an event, that's, that might be a bit more tricky um, to, to get into these things. And when, when spaces may be limited, we may be restricted by COVID um, numbers that are allowed into events. Let's hope that's not the case. But, um, yeah, and the money you, you know, if, if you're a startup and you are starting something new, you've got to pay for your own ticket. And that uh, you want value for money for that. And, and I don't think that was the case previously. I, um, the prices of going to things when I was looking at it was very prohibitive. It's designed mm. for people that are already employed and often work for companies with, with good income. Um, so, and I haven't really answered your question about job seekers in, in that regard, but it's a similar to that startup thing. If you are seeking a job, um, you're going to have to be a bit more um, open-minded about how you connect with people in the future. And that's, you know, a lot of that will be online. I think 
to be sincere is one of the, the my key things. You, you and I and everybody else no doubt gets hit up on LinkedIn by people quite regularly. And within 10 seconds, they're emailing, they're, they're, they're hitting you up on the messaging thing saying, you know, I've got this totally relevant thing that I'm working on. And we need to connect. Well, that, that's, that doesn't really work. And, it, and it's going to be something that people need to be aware of, particularly in this industry, where it's better to know some people first if you're job seeking. Now, get to know four or five, 10 people slightly well, rather than trying to hit up 55 people randomly. Um, I think that's that slow and steady is really my, my advice there. Back to you. Mm. Um, I just want to touch base on what you said in regards to value for money, because you're right. Obviously, you have to pay to get in for certain events or you're part of a circle where you pay a membership fee. So in some way, there is uh, some money attached. So the more targeted probably needs to be who, how do you know who you need to work, uh, network with and when and how, how do you approach that? Well, I think you should be networking all the time. Um, and by that, let me define what I consider to be networking. Uh, I just mean that to be pleasant and polite to people and listen to what they're saying and, and try and remember details. I don't believe in networking for networking's sake, and I never have. Um, I've been to networking events, pure networking events in the past, and um, they fill me with horror. When, when you walk in the door of a networking event and everyone's talking and you're there thinking, crikey, who do I speak to here? What am I? I I'm sure I'm not the only person who goes, who, who, just, oh, I want the ground to swallow me up in, in those situations. Um, mm. So I just, it's, it's, it's the smaller things. It's talking to people on the lift on the way up, you know, on the way up to the networking event or, or just online or, or when you're doing business with people. That's all networking. It's all just remember to be pleasant. Remember these people because they'll come back in some point. This industry someone will start at the bottom and within five years you turn around and they're the head of sales for some massive organization. And so, so don't burn any bridges and just be nice. <laughs> it's probably the, uh, the summary of that. Yeah. Um, I like the example of the lift and I think, you know, um, a lot of people meet someone and when they get their coffee at a, at a certain Ooh. cafe where they're regularly, the barista introduces them or, or what I mentioned before, even out of Toastmasters, I've got some leads that, you know, ended up in business. Um, do you have any, I don't know, unusual, it sounds a bit weird, that question, but do you have any unusual locations that you professionally networked? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> now, let me get that straight, right? So that's unusual locations I have networked in a professional scenario. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, that's pretty tough. I, I'll tell you, well, a couple of things, you know, even the local park down where along, because we've all become very familiar with our, local area perhaps a little more in the last um few last year or two i have met people from the tourism industry at least three times at the park which is about 100 meters from my my house that i had no idea you know i, I are people that i've spoken to for ages oh it turns out you're a sports tour operator there's another guy up the road who runs private tours of sydney um within tourism and that's yeah you know 
th- those are kind of some weird things. So I'm going to say whilst pushing children on swings is my, that's, I could probably come out with something weirder and uh, more embarrassing, but that's what I'm going to say officially for this podcast. Thank you. Move on. We, we saved that for the next episode. <laughs> the 18-rated one. Yes. <laughs> exactly. For the subscription. Perfect. <laughs> Um, look, you probably also have quite a few connections on LinkedIn, but what I'm interested in, how big is actually your, your active functioning network? How many people does that usually or should that maximum include? Is there a recommendation around that? I don't, not a recommendation, no. I, I think you should connect with people on LinkedIn who mean something to you or have done something with you. But then it's also a tool genuinely for people to come and hit you up if they think that they've got something for you. So there's no right answer to that. Um, within your own network and the people that you regularly speak to, I, I have quite a big network in, in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, that's because of what I do. And I say what I do. I mean, what I've been doing the last 18 months is talking to people. That's what I, what I do now. And that needs a lot of input from uh, different opinions for me to get my own opinion to be um, somewhat in touch with what's going on. But no, there's no maximum limit, but speak to as many people as you can. Um, on a deeper level than simply superficial chit-chat. Mm-hmm. And what about those who are a bit shy or usually also new to the industry then or new to their career? They're obviously not super comfortable going out there and just start a conversation. Um, you seem to be natural, very confident. But if you think back um, two years when you were just 18, um, any any <laughs> yeah. any recommendations from that time? Well, well I've l- alluded to it already, but... I- you talk about shy people. I'm shy people. Um, you, you uh, let's talk about you for a moment, Timo. In real life, I've seen you pre- present things. I know you've done Toastmasters. You're six foot, whatever you are, you know, um, <laughs> handsome guy. Like you, you're someone that, that um, people remember. You know, well, I'm, I've got a bore. You've got a fancy name. I'm, I'm joking, of course, but you've got a you've got a memorable name. <laughs> no, but please keep keep it coming. Keep it coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's the that's for the 18 one. But <laughs> what I mean is, like, people that are memorable will will stick in your mind. I am not. I'm not tall. I have no hair. I'm I'm a boring name. So so uh, I'm I'm naturally someone who walks into these things and just like oh i don't really don't want to be here let's immediately look for someone that i know and i can talk to them the whole evening and um without any fuss and then i can disappear but i've got better at it over the years um just yeah just just be nice and stop thinking about networking stop stop going to things for networking sake because i don't believe that has any future well may not have any future you're certainly going to need um, in a more professional industry which i think that's what we're going to become i think you're going to need to have something useful to say to people and if you do because it's a wide industry there'll be plenty of times when you meet someone who works on i don't know technology at airports or whatever which is entirely irrelevant to you but you should still listen to what they're up to because that enhances your knowledge so go along to things hoping to meet three people perhaps and find out what they do um, and then you really can't go wrong from there because you've got a set a low bar. You haven't, don't feel like you've got to go and speak to 48 people and get all their business cards because uh, mm. people remember people who listen to them, I think. I think that's a great statement. Um, so do I. However, I, I want, I want, <laughs> of course you do, it's yours. <laughs> um, one more thing I want to touch base on in regards to the networking uh, skills, maybe. Um, so, 
I, for example, I'm very good with remembering faces. So if I've seen you once, I know, okay, I've seen this person probably 18 months ago at mm. that function. Mm. Um, I'm very terrible with names, to be honest, especially if I've only seen a person so am I, Terry. twice. Yeah. All right, here we go. So hopefully you have a tip for me, though. Um, I know a lot of people say, oh, it's terrible if you can't remember the person's name. It's a big networking mistake or error or whatever you want to say. Did you try any techniques to be able to remember names better? <laughs> No, no, I've given up. I, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm forty. What am I? Forty-seven now, and um, I think the, the body starts to deteriorate, and, and part of that is the brain. I, I, I'm not going to um, offer tips on remembering names. There are ways of doing it, and you can do. But um, I think it's fine to ask someone what their name is. Just, hmm. you know, I know we've met. I'm so sorry. I can't remember your name. It's not that big a deal these days. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, my experience yeah. was some people got quite offended by or pretended to be offended by that. So, yeah. Um, I love but I, look, I, I, <laughs> I know you, um, I know you uh, have a, a very, uh, a good humor actually, to be honest. And, um, yeah, some people probably also don't like that. Right. Um, any other network well, many, errors, yeah. networking oh, errors? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, so what was the question uh, um, <laughs> things your wife doesn't like about you no and um, the question was <laughs> the question was um any other networking errors that people should avoid that are you know common errors yeah like things you, sh you shouldn't do at networking <laughs> for example speak speak english incorrectly would be one. Oh, i yeah i did yeah, with an act. People who speak with English with an accent, they're, they're annoying. No, um, terrible. <laughs> just being sincere. There are there are people we've all run into them who who will talk to you. They'll immediately ask, you know, find out what you're doing, and they'll make an excuse to move on. And I just, yeah, really, you know, um, be sincere. I sorry, I keep saying the same thing, but just be yourself and mm. be and be normal. Um, yeah, this is getting boring. I can I imagine what the listener's going through now, but I'm starting to repeat myself. But slow yeah. and steady, you know, is, is the way to go with networking. No, I've never made well, any errors though. No one don't don't ask people to write in, but I can't remember making any major errors in my life. What'd <laughs> be interesting to receive a couple wrong. of emails now? <laughs> I'll tell you what, tell you a quick story. Let me tell you a quick story. Please um, go for I, it. I've no doubt that everyone's been in this situation, but I wanted to promote what I I was I was um, I wanted to promote what I was doing with the travel industry hub when we were first uh, uh, looking at that, and I went along mm -hmm. to a few things, and one of them was called Kappa. So you may know this, and and, uh, and several others will, but Kappa is an event, for, you know, mostly an airline related event, and it's corporate buyers and corporate travel people. So not um, slightly outside of my world, but there were many people there that I, I wanted to speak to. So I paid to go along. And one of them was Penny Spencer. And um, I saw her across the room and I just, I chickened out of speaking to her. Just at the time, I didn't know her very well. And I didn't know what I was going to say to her. And, uh, and then in another event, I went to where Penny was there. I did go and speak to her. And then I was a bit like, blah, 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 blah. didn't, you know, when you talk to someone and you don't really get across because you're, it was like she was famous. And I know she'll probably listen to this, maybe. Well, she might listen to this and think, you know, get all big headed and that she's a big megastar. But that, that wasn't the point. It was just that you hold these people in esteem and you do not want to waste their time 
Um, so, yeah, I, that's that's probably a mistake I've made is not to just go up and speak to people that I want to speak to. I would recommend mm. that to everyone. Everyone in this that's industry is nice. Most. <laughs> Most people are. No, I, I agree. Everyone is very nice. <clears throat> Most of them. Um, Richard, I actually don't think you're boring no or you're, you're not, you're not, you're not uh, memorable when you enter a room. Quite the opposite. I actually think you, you're very memorable when you enter the room. So I want to thank you for your input around networking so far. But I have a last question that I love to, to ask in the end to everyone um, because I personally find it sometimes very inspirational. And that is, um, is there something or something that you did buy in the last six, eight, nine months for less than a hundred dollars that just had a very positive influence on your life? This is quite difficult to answer. I was listening to the previous episode with Angela Middleton. Um, and I forgot you would ask me this actually. I <laughs> have to be straightforward and tell you that I have not spent frivolous money for mm. a few years now because of the situation you know we i've been in um means that we are exceptionally careful with all the spending that we do so i can't think of anything at all that i've bought for myself that's been terrific um you will have to let me i'm going to be the first one of your guests who hasn't got an answer for that one um all right we, we no, saved that for episode 218 plus <laughs> Yes, we'll do that. Yes. And it'll be something exceptionally rude. <laughs> that's great. Can't wait. Can't wait. Anyhow, no, that's totally yeah. fine. Um, I will definitely put your details about the Travel Hub community um, in the little description link box and obviously your LinkedIn profile so people can stalk you. Also some details about the time, obviously. And uh, we actually have the next time meeting in a couple of days, which is public. For the first time, we have a graduation public because it will be, thank God, the last online graduation before we move back to face-to-face. -face. I'm claiming so that I hope I my idea. I, I was, I've been telling the guys, hold it publicly. Let everyone experience what this is all about because it's magical. See, and that's why it's so important to have exchange of opinions and speak to mentors and people who have ideas um, because good things come out of that. So um, I'm not yeah. sure if it was yours, but thank you if it was. I think also it's a great idea. I'm claiming and, it as uh, mine, Timo. So, so I haven't heard anyone else on your podcast say that it's their idea. Therefore, it's my idea. So, so if anyone's got a problem, give me a call. All right. I get the copyright team on it. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Well, right. thank well, you so much for your time, Richard. Question you've ever done. Yep. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for having me. All right. Thanks, Richard. Take care. Okay, mate. Thanks. <laughs>